0: Fanboys and Fangirls, Chris the day's fan days here, moderating a panel with some of the esteemed members here at fanboysanonymous.com. We are Comic-Con 2014 here in New York. Joining me at this time for this group meeting, the uh, great thing I left, is Sam Lassio. Hey, how's the people? How you doing everybody? The owner and CEO of Fanboys Anonymous, Tony Mango. What's up? And the director of media and all everything what you're watching right now, <laughs> bike page.
1: Chris, fantastic to be here at New York Comic Con. This has been the first Comic Con that we've ever gone to, first major convention. We've done some smaller ones with fanboys, but this has just been awesome. You can see back here, tons of people, tons of stands selling all types of crazy stuff at all types of nerds.
0: <laughs> everyone's Hi. been so awesome to talk to. This has been an awesome, awesome experience. Absolutely. And like you said, uh, you touched base on the fact that this is, for most of us, our first New York Comic Con, actually all of us it's our first New York Comic Con, right. yeah. uh, for some of us it's our first convention in general. I'm gonna go around the table real quick and ask you guys. We'll start with you, Sam. Right. This being your first convention,
2: how did it feel walking in here Thursday morning? Uh, the answer everyone expects you to say is "Wow, like electric, like it was amazing." Pounds in. Oh, the me Batman stuff. It was hot. It was crowded. I didn't know where I was half the time. It took me like an entire first day to figure out where everything was and how to navigate through here. Oh, that's funny. That's half the time it took the staff. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a half? huge pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, Tony, what was your experience here at New York Comic Con for the first time? Um,
3: you know what? Well, we did do a couple different conventions before, and you know, each convention has its own little positives and its negatives. And you know, the smaller ones they have their own charm. And in some ways it's good because you can get in and you can get right to what you're going for. Something like this, you need that big atmosphere. So, seeing that huge group of people was an immediate energy rush. I mean, we got there several hours before a lot of other people did. Didn't make that much of a difference, (laughs) but just being able to see the people starting to line up and all the costumes starting to come in and really like when it sinks in and you can see, you know, there's five different supermen, there's ten different batmen, one of them is wearing a Hawaiian shirt for some reason. (laughs) You know, that kind of stuff, it gets you psyched up, and it's fantastic to see the rush for people to come out to these kind of things. You can see them walking around now, they're not running as much as they used to, but they did run originally, and that's a great way to start off a convention, so it's amazing. For sure. Uh, Mike, what was your
0: experience being here at New York Comic Con for the first time?
1: From when we got off Penn Station, we started making the walk from Penn Station to here, we get up to this big huge glass building. It's just overwhelming to see that building by itself. It's a gorgeous sight. They already had these like big blow-up, uh, what would you call those things? The Teen Titans were up Teen there. Teen Titans, yeah. Yeah. Teen Titans Go. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the crowd of people starting to huddle around. People are just like everything. I mean obviously cosplays, regular superhero t-shirts. <laughs> some of the normies. <laughs> some of the normies. Um, you enter into this world that like you don't ever feel yourself in anywhere else. You know, when when you get in here, it's like, wow, I am among all these people that with this like-minded thing of, I love geeking out over
0: these things, and I wanna geek out with them with other people. You're touching a little bit on it. This is the first year that Fanboys Anonymous has uh, arrived here at New York Comic Con as a press group. Uh, One thing that we kept saying as we were here was, uh, it doesn't feel real yet. So I wanna ask you guys, um, here we are Sunday recapping the entire convention I'll start with you on this one, Tony. When was the moment where you walked in and said, I'm here? I thought it was going to be
3: the first time we hit the press lounge. Then I was kind of of confused about, oh, that's it? But (laughs) it actually ended up being the second day when we walked in, because we had already gone through everything at that point, and Sure, like little bits and pieces kind of hit you. You know, I know that when we were getting our first panel, that was something that was like, oh wow, actually sitting in the auditorium for that is a lot different from when you see, you know, some scalper essentially kind of like gets people to put that kind of crap online or whatever. But um, it wasn't until going to bed, waking back up, knowing that you're going back again, that you realize, realize that like you said, that's just an entire weekend. And it's not, you know, a one-shot thing. You're not going to the movies and interviewing people in line, and then going home and editing it, putting it up on Fanboys for you guys to watch. This is something that we're going to take multiple days to do. It's going to be a long process. It's going to be a fun process. But you've got to really throw yourself into the environment and the first day, you've got to find out what the environment is before you can
0: embrace the whole thing, it's, at least yeah, from yeah. my perspective. Yeah, Mike, when it comes to like walking from Penn Station all the way <laughs> to here, it's what, 15 blocks or whatever? Uh, when did it feel real for you that we're here as press and not more of a just an yeah. average date? Dur- during yeah. the walk? I guess, if I'm going to be literal with that, it's a
1: point where we actually get to like a fork where they say, all right, people with regular passes go, that okay, people with press passes go this way. And you see the line where the regular people are walking is just packed. There's like all these people in there. And then for the press and VIPs, it's like, we can just take our sweet time walk. That sense of entitlement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really different about the press, you know, like they, they, they pretty much do this well. We got a free ticket in here. We got this nice yeah. private area up here where it's a little bit quieter. We got this nice view across the con. No power outlets anywhere. which you yeah. kind of think? Oh, so it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm very glad we came here as press. First, I get to save the money, um, but even people like they kind of look at you with a little bit more of an air of respect, which is kind of nice. they like talking to the people at the booths, like, "Oh, you're press oh, here. Take my card, please. Right. I want you to know about me."
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, this being your first convention, you really haven't been exposed to much of the. Uh, You've been exposed to a lot today. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Um, you haven't been exposed to a convention just as normal, I'm a normal passerby. Or enjoy the sights and leave it in, uh, or suck it in. Um, when you arrived here and you started wa- walking the floor, the first thing we did we went down to that queue line, which
4: that yeah, is the right pure right.
0: madness of a, a con, and we will talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but when did it like feel like? This isn't. I'm, I'm just waking up. I'm going to work. I'm doing my everyday thing. Mm-hmm. When did it feel surreal to you? Like, oh, I'm here with a Press Pass, but friends, and we're covering it on a project that's been yeah today two years in the making. Today is
3: two year anniversary. Oh anniversary wow! Anniversary. Yeah, it is. That's, yeah. So, uh, thank
0: you, you everybody, for that. By
2: the yeah. way, uh, these guys kind of took the words right out of my mouth. It was day two, actually. Day one, it was. We woke up early. We got here early. The doors were supposed to open at, what, 10? We were still standing there at 10.30, just nothing was happening. At 11.30. <laughs> 12 12.30. <laughs> um, it was stress. It was pure stress. And it, it, our feet hurt, we were tired of standing around all the time, and it wasn't until, like Tony said, waking up the next morning and knowing we're going back. Now we know where everything is. We're not aimlessly wandering around. like. I don't want to come across the wrong way, but I do feel bad for the people that can only go one day. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because the people that can only go one day are the people like, it's a lot like going to an amusement park. It's like these are the people that you see running around trying to do everything in one shot. And really being able to be here every day made it so that we didn't have to do that. We, If we didn't hit something, you know what, we'll just check it out tomorrow. And there's so many people that
1: they have one specific thing that they have their hearts so set on. Yeah. And they might waste their whole right. day doing it. Like these people who wanted to do that Walking Dead panel yesterday. There were people who lined up in the queue line in the morning, mm-hmm. waited about an hour and a half, two hours, say, in that queue line to get their tickets. So they got their, their actual wristbands at, say, what was it, like 10.30, mm-hmm. 11, something like that. To get their yeah. In. Yeah. They went right over to where the main stage was and sat and queued themselves, waiting until those doors opened for the Walking Dead panel, which was not until 5 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so they just blew their whole day just sitting there waiting for that Walking right. Dead panel. I hope those people had four day passes. Yeah. You had that one day, that's that's absolutely, in fact, if you have one day, I would say it's almost not even worth going to a panel. Okay. Unless it's something you really have your heart set on. There's just so much out there to see. There's this huge mm. floor of vendors, there's uh, the autograph signings, photo ops, there's the artist alley, just going around talking to people. Like, right. the, yeah. the panels are cool and every guide I've read to prep people for this has pretty much said, don't get your hopes too high about the the panels. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I, that's really a way I
0: felt like coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the big things here in Comic-Con, and when it comes to San Diego, New York, Wizard World, Philly, is the interaction between the celebrities and their fans, and these huge panels they put on. Now when it comes to the big cons here in the US, it's San Diego, top dog, then New York Comic-Con second. Then, <laughs> then, and Then it's just like, oh, these are Wizard Worlds. they're pretty cool, that's fine. Um, we all attended several panels, and some of us together, some of us on sporadic things yeah. here. Um, what we'll do real quick is we'll go through and just give us what your favorite panel, what you liked from it, and then we'll touch base on the panels that we may have touched, but one of our favorites. So I'll start with you on this one, Mike. Uh, Several panels this weekend over a four day span. What was your favorite panel and the highlight of it? Oh goodness gracious. Um,
1: Well I I only really attended two panels out this weekend. I attended the one for Bob's Burgers and the one for Lego Batman 3. Uh, Bob's Burgers panel was actually the very first thing we did. We, We came in, we went in the queue line, we went to the Bob's Burgers one, we got our bracelet for it. I don't think it was too long after we got the bracelet that we we went into that. Yeah. Um, An hour and a half, two hours? Yeah. Uh, It was a little bit later, but I remember we went in. You, you, me, and and Trish, another girl who was with us, um, we, we went there pretty early. And we noticed that the line wasn't moving properly and that there was like another line on the opposite end of the stanchion And we just went under the stanchion went over to that line and we ended up like what we were like 20 people back? And so we rushed into yeah. the amphitheater. We got third row center. in yeah. the Bob's Burgers panel I could like see the detail of every single one of the the cast members faces uh, I felt like I was right there it felt very personal very intimate uh, their panel was a lot a lot of fun uh, They pretty much had everybody there except for Tina and what I loved is that they had this big eight-foot tall yeah. And, uh, Tina person come out in, like this Tina costume. It just sat there on the stage and, like acted like Tina. It was, it was funny um, My favorite part of it I think would be when they started doing the Q&A and I think a lot of these panels had Q&A's But I love the Bob's Burgers Q&A because they did not hesitate to make fun of their fans yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like every opportunity they could when the person wasn't doing something right um, Especially the one fan at the very beginning they were giving out prizes before each one and they're like, all right, we're gonna find the biggest Bob's Burgers fan here. And they found the guy who was in a beef squash costume. So it's like, oh, this guy must be a big Bob Burgers, Bob's Burgers fan. So, what's the name of Bob's son? Uh, Bobby oh. Jr. <laughs> whole, whole
2: auditorium boos this guy. Oh, yeah. like, poor guy. And yeah. then he panics and he's like, well, I mean Gene. <laughs> After people are yelling it at him, yeah. like, Gene!
1: Like Wolverine. Gene! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Bob's Burgers panel—a lot of fun. Nothing newsworthy. Uh, really, it was just a chance to see the cast members in a different way. They showed a couple mm-hmm. clips of the show of this new season. That, yeah. Yeah. We'll see eventually. Some of them were actually pretty cool because they were unfinished. Mm-hmm. They were just like yeah. the cells with the voiceover, right. which was kind of neat to see. Yeah. Uh, but nothing huge. Uh, you, you mentioned like San Diego Comic Con versus this one. I think something that we're gonna notice as a running theme is San Diego tends to have those big breaking news stories, new movie releases, castings, things of that nature. Hero is more just like, hey, here's, a, here's a few seconds yeah. of a sneak preview.
0: Yeah, here's an intimate experience with your favorite shows. Get to ask them whenever you want, even if it, they specifically say, don't ask that, and you still do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tony, when it comes to the, the panels and such, which one was, stands out most to you and you had a good time enjoying them? All right, the one that stands out the most it would
3: be a, a negative one, but I'm not gonna get into that. Um, the positive side, I did really enjoy the Bob's Burgers one. And I you don't I, really like Bob's Burgers. I actually am not a big fan of Bob's Burgers. I watched the first season, half the second season, and that was enough for me, but going to see that, it still ended up being a really fun segment of the day. And a same thing happened with another one that I'm actually going to say is my favorite, and that was The League. Was I've never great. seen a single episode of The League. And you convinced us to go to that one, yeah. and that one ended up being lots of jokes from the Q&A. Mm-hmm. And I actually enjoyed watching the episode ahead of time, Mm -hmm. and I might check out the show now, just from what we had seen there. The panels are a a hit or miss kind of a thing, and um, it's really a shame that, we don't want to downgrade all the panels in the theory. I mean, there's a lot of little panels that really do a good job, and there are a lot of topics that really people should be embracing, but it's a shame that there's a lot of panels that really just, don't hit the mark, and when you're looking at things from a San Diego Comic Con point of view, and you go into it expecting that, you're gonna get disappointed no matter what it is. So even if something is good for the standard of a New York Comic Con, if you're going into it with a San Diego Comic Con expectation, you're gonna be let down. If you go into it with no expectation, you're probably gonna have a lot of fun. So it depends on your likes, it depends on your dislikes, or if you're somebody like me, these two shows that you know, I didn't really like, I ended up enjoying those panels, and spoiler alert, there were two things that I really liked that didn't really pan out as much, so expectations is a lot of different uh, factors, and I gotta save the league
0: out of all that, that's gotta be my number one. Um, Like you said with expectations, there is a virtue of there's San Diego and there's New York, and San Diego is the heavy-hitting big news, let's get get the hyping going. Because they're two hours from LA, so it's easier for the movie stars out there to make surprise appearances. Um, and New York, like, like we had touched upon earlier, is more of an intimate setting. Of I uh, the Walking Dead panel, which is one that I really wanted to go to, and the line was ridiculously yeah, long. Right. Uh, but we even we got this, we were waiting for the Daredevil panel. We sat out there and watched it. And we you made the comment with all the girls that were going nuts. Somebody better wipe down the damn chairs because yeah. we're going in there next. Yeah. Um, it's a a good moment for them to interact with their stars even if it is a stupid question such as a guy in a horse mask saying do you like coke and giving coke to Andrew Lincoln Coca-Cola and then him drinking it and then he he did the funny thing where he just kind of stand up and fell backwards behind Greg Nicotaro and it was funny but I mean it's an intimate moment. Sam, first
2: gone, first time in a panel, which one stood out to you? The one that stood out to me I would say like Tony said, would have been The League, because I don't watch The League. And we even said this afterward, we might not even watch The League after this, but we had fun at the panel. Like, at first, they're telling jokes, we don't know the show, falling a little flat with me, but once like more characters are popping up, you see the interactions, it was starting to win me over, and then when you see, like we said with Bob's Burgers, how they're not afraid to make fun of their fans, as soon as The League panel, found out there was like a 10 year old boy in like the front row they just started like they upped the amount of cursing the amount of like dirty talk they were purposely trying to see what they could do to make everybody either uncomfortable or completely just hysterically laughing and like I loved that
0: and Jason who plays uh, Robbie on that who's my favorite character on the show. Specifically pointing to the case, this is all for you. This is, this is gonna make it for you. Um, some of the panels we didn't touch base on. Uh, we mentioned our favorites. Uh, we did a panel in the morning that was after the league called Cup of Joe, which was oh, yeah. an interesting panel where Joe Quesada sat with a bunch of his writers, editors, uh, his creative team for the comic book division and went through, um, you know, just what's coming up in the pipeline. Uh, Sam, Tony, I know you guys were there. Yeah. When you were listening to this panel uh, comics is a huge thing, This is why it's called Comic-Con. Is there any th- announcements that were made during that Cup of Joe panel that uh, stood out to you, like, ooh, I'm, I'm excited for that? Like, personally, um, I was excited for the Axis.
2: Axis uh, sounded interesting. Um, I'll be honest, I don't read too many comic books. I love comics, I appreciate comics. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Sam, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually, like just like pick up the books and like collect every issue and read every issue occasionally i'll go to like barnes and noble or something i see like a superior spider-man i might pick up and read it there are so many big events now that marvel has that they're beginning to lose their meaning to me like Axis sounded cool. Uh, what was the new one that they were coming out with? The, uh, th-
0: the biggest one they're leading to and it was reported on fanboysanonymous.com was the uh, Secret Wars. Everything yeah, yeah, the in eight this months universe, later Yeah, thing? everything that's
2: in this universe yeah. is leading to that point. I almost didn't care. Like, I'm intrigued, but I, I, om- I it's just because like you have all of these major crossovers now mm. that like, it's not special anymore when Deadpool pops up in Spider-Man or you see Iron Man pop up in a Captain America story. Like in the it's still fresh in mm-hmm. the cinematic universe like when you see like Steve Rogers pop up in Thor the Dark World for a second. Yeah. Like that was like everybody loses their minds. Yeah. Now when you have this major <laughs> crossover event in the comics Not impressed. One thing that Sam
0: did touch upon, and when we were at the Cup of Joe uh, panel, they touched upon many of the Q&A's, the keeping it fresh scenario. Tony, uh, you were there with us and they answered a few questions to it. Uh, I think it's a perfect time to discuss this. Thor's now a woman. Uh, Captain America is now an African American. Iron Man's, well, he went back to being a pimp or whatever he does. Uh, that was one of the announcements. How do you feel about that integration and really more or less expanding to the broader audience that's out there now? Yeah. broader audience?
3: <laughs> well, you do have to keep it fresh, especially at Comic Con. And the person that was standing next to us at Cup of Joe really should have, because he really smelled bad. <laughs> I had to get that out of the like way. Like a baby crawling man. Um, but. These events, I kind of agree with Sam. But, you know, if you do things for shock value, they don't resonate as well with, uh, as well with me as they should. Just a good story. If I hear Thor is a woman, the first thing I'm going to say is why. If there's not a reason why, and it's just because that might sell issues, I instantly don't care. I know it's not going to stick. Yeah. You know, it's not something that is going to really make a lot of waves in a way that's going to be a permanent fixture in that saga. You know, The Killing Joke ends up paralyzing Barbara Gordon and it's a one-shot comic that Alan Moore does it ends up sticking for years because it's that good of an issue and it wasn't something that was a mandate from dc that they needed to have barbara Gordon paralyzed Mm -hmm. but a lot of these things feel like a mandate from marvel where they just go you know what captain america's feeling a little bit stale so let's just reinvigorate him but we want to promote sam wilson so let's make him captain america let's appeal to a new audience which you should do in certain ways Mm -hmm. you know you mix it up every once in a while you'll hit gold and uh, you know, the Sam Jackson version of Nick Fury is one of those examples, yeah. So it's good to change things up every once in a while as long as you have a game plan. Mm-hmm. And there were some people on this panel that sold that game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who it was that said it, but somebody was selling Secret Wars as you literally have to pay attention to this because everything is building to it, there's a big y axis, yeah, it-, it builds down the it. And it's going to be something that is the biggest story, and we're not just saying that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. That is a better selling point yeah. to me than what these other people were doing, where they were just basically saying, "Yeah, you guys should pick it up because it's coming out soon, and you all want to see Thor as a woman, right?" And then you know you get a couple of people that are like, yeah, "I guess so. I don't know what's suck. Yeah. So it's you know it's a real hit or miss kind of thing again. It, you know, certain people are going to be really extravagant in their panels, and they're really going to be able to hit their selling points really well, mm-hmm. some people are gonna be just more merch people. And for somebody like myself, if I see a commercial on TV, I tune it out. If I see something that engages me, it draws me in. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to a panel, and I feel like I'm being pitched of something that I have to buy, it's not gonna hit me as well as, look, we got this great store you're gonna be interested in, By the way, it comes out, whatever, and you can pay this amount of money for it, but you're really gonna see what we do with this character, that character, that character. Somebody like a Joe Quesada can pull that off. Some of the people on some of the smaller panels on that necessarily Mm can't. You know, uh, it is what it is.
0: One of the other panels, uh, when you come to Comic-Con, when it comes to main stage, you get one a day. There, there's, It's yeah. damn near impossible to get in more than
1: one. Unless you're going to like one of the crappy ones that no one cared about. Queue yeah. because basically, you come in, the line divides, either you're going over to the big, big line that's queues up to go to the main mm-hmm. floor, or you get separated into whatever the main panels are. This is the first time they've ever done this. Yeah. Before, if you go into the panel room, you get to stay there all day if you want. You mm-hmm. stay there, but all the other rooms are still like that, but the main stage now, they clear out after every one. You go in the morning, you queue in a line, you get a bracelet, and you go to whichever one you want. So the yeah. is split say, One line was Walking Dead. One line was to meet Patrick Stewart. One line was for Lego Batman, yeah. one line was for the cosplay championships, whatever it was. <laughs> Obviously, different ones had different lengths. The Walking Dead one was not just one, but two lines, yeah, all yeah. the way filled up to the back. But when I got into Lego Batman, it was like Six people. people. <laughs> so you know, there's probably people in the Walking Dead that went through, got their Walking Dead bracelet, and then walked around and came back and went to Lego Batman. It's because I have seen a few people with multiple bracelets on, but you know what? You're spending a lot of time in lines. Yeah. yeah. And, that brings you back to the point of
3: how many days do you stay here? Do you stay here for one whole day and you see two panels and you spend Maybe upwards of you know two hundred dollars or something like that to do that. Is it worth it for you?
0: Depends. You know. And, and what had happened Saturday? All the panels on Saturday were worthwhile checking out. Like you said, Walking Dead. You had uh, Lego Batman, Daredevil, which we'll be talking about in a few minutes. Um, you were a, you got the opportunity to go into Lego Batman. Yes, I did. Uh, which had a phenomenal panel, and I'm extremely jealous. Stephen Amell and Kevin Smith.
1: Stephen Amell was added last minute, and mm-hmm. you know the reason I think the Lego Batman line was so short is because people didn't know who was on it. Yeah. People yeah. just saw Lego Batman. Who gives a crap? Yeah. But like, there, there was all these extra people in there that was just awesome. Um, Jeff Johns, Jim Johns, I feel like Jeff, Johns. Jeff John. So many people are going to get mad at me for not knowing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kevin Smith was there because he's in the game as Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. which is just awesome. Yeah, uh, And Green Arrow is in there. Stephen Amell, voiced by the guy who plays him on the show. Although he didn't say, my name is <laughs> Stephen Amell. But um, oh, there was a really great partner though. I forget who it was. Basically there was this running gag that uh, one of the designers of the game, I think his name was Sharples. Whenever yeah. a mistake happened in the panel, the would go, all right, everyone, three, two, one, and the whole crowd would go, dang it, Sharple. <laughs> um, but there was one part where he made a really big mistake, and someone out in the crowd went, You have failed this panel.
0: <laughs> that was, that was it's uh, good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what kind of takeaways did you take from that? Because of what happened Saturday, because of the line scenario where we got separated into the Netflix yes. Daredevil and you went to Lego Batman. Uh, what were the huge highlights that came out of that? Well,
1: let me first off tell you, we got separated. I didn't
0: know you guys were going to a different line. I came yeah. out like
1: a bat and I'm looking around, where's Dace's Phillies hat? <laughs> I can't find this guy. Um, and it works out because you know what it's good to stick with your friends and be together with your friends But it's also kind of cool to branch out on your own sometimes. That's something I've done throughout yeah. this weekend We kind of take some alone time. Yeah, talk to other people. For I was sure. in that panel line I was talking to another gentleman who was in front of me. He was a really cool guy I told him how I went and met sergeant slaughter during the day. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm actually friends in the family with sergeant slaughter You know, he's been over my house a number of times we We're just like chatting back and forth about how he's grown up basically knowing sergeant slaughter. Yeah, like, that's awesome Mm -hmm. Um, And just meeting new people, like-minded people, i passed out a lot of cards. Even if they weren't people that I'm gonna work with in a business capacity, just talking to them and meeting them and being able to share a fandom with them for a little bit is just an awesome thing to do. Then I get in the panel itself. Uh, As far as takeaways, they actually gave away stuff, which I expected more to happen. None none of the other panels I've seen give away stuff. This one I got a Lego Batman Batman. T-shirt and a poster. Cool, some swag, awesome. and this actually was the one of the only panels I think that actually gave news. Because mm-hmm. uh, as press, we're trying to report news and there really wasn't much of that to go. Sorry uh, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Lego Batman, they announced a bunch of new characters that were announced exclusively during that panel and uh, they announced the fourth DLC pack which was gonna be the Arrow DLC pack that's gonna have mm-hmm. all the characters from the show. Felicity, Diggle, Malcolm, <laughs> Roy. It uh, doesn't have his mom. Third Guardsman to the left in episode five. <laughs> he was great.
4: Uh, that
1: character. And they had all these weird new characters they announced, like uh, Condiment King, yeah, condiment. Um, Green Turn, which is essentially Daffy Duck in a Green Lantern costume, <laughs> uh, and the weirdest one of them all, Conan O'Brien, <laughs> is going to be in the game. That's just wacky. Um, He's a character. But you know, it was really unfortunate that all these people went up there, they poured their heart out about this game, they go to the Q&A and nobody gave a crap about asking about that. I think there was like one question about the game. Everyone else was just directed at Kevin Smith and Stephen Amell. And to be fair, I got in the Q&A line and mine was too. But I thought I had the perfect question to be asking them. Uh, but unfortunately, the line got cut off right in front of me. Talk about heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, but the question I was gonna ask him, in case anybody is curious, I was gonna ask to both Kevin Smith and Stephen Amell, what would happen? If they woke up one morning and had switched bodies, you know, Kevin Smith woke up and he's nice and ripped and then Steven amell woke up and he was just, yo, Kevin Smith is. <laughs> you know what I would've really wanted to know? If they remember
3: when Captain Lou Albano was
1: in <laughs> This is an inside joke. We're gonna um, make this a lot. <laughs> and I, I think the favorite line that I was said earlier, Kevin Smith was talking about what an honor it was for him to be in it. And the reason why Kevin Smith is in this game, by the way, because a lot of people say, what the heck is he doing there? Obviously, he's a huge, huge Batman fan, and they applied that into the game. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith's character in the game is basically this guy that follows around Batman as a fanboy and just <laughs> geeks out whatever he sees Batman. I think that's a really cute way to put him in Yeah, very cool. Um, but he was also telling the story, like he was talking to his daughter, it's like, Dad. This this is great. You love Batman. You're in a Batman game. This is like getting an Oscar for you. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I, I guess this is kind of like getting an Oscar. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and then his daughter follows it up with, Yeah because
0: you're never going to get an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, well, when we got split up from the, that Saturday where we did different panels, Lego Batman had a lot of news that came out of it. The big one for Marvel this weekend was Daredevil's premiere on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Tony, Sam, you guys got a chance to go in there. I was there as well. I may have taken a few uh, z's, But they they gave us five exclusive clips, four and a half, if you want to get technical. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had security just walking like crazy back and forth on like things that they were doing um, and when it came down to it at the end of the day uh, there was no free swag that's that's terrible Tony when it comes to Netflix's Daredevil what's your takeaway from this the, the, to me what should have been the biggest thing here at Comic-Con this year I hate to say this I like
3: Daredevil uh, he may not be my favorite character in the DC and Marvel and etc lineups and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but I was excited about this because it seemed like it was gonna be a real down-to-the-roots, great storytelling uh, addition to their big cinematic universe, and I was thoroughly disappointed. And it wasn't just in the Daredevil footage, it was in the panel who these are, you know, good actors and everything. I'm not, you know, trying to say the like, well, you can't do better than them, or, I'm not gonna say that, I can't. But nobody seemed to be really thrilled to do this. A lot of people seemed to stutter a lot. Maybe it was because it was later on in the night and they were just tired. I don't know, that happens, everybody's human. But the answers weren't very enthusiastic. The questions that we got, which were like three questions for the panel, uh, to the panel from the audience, they were, horribly depressing and got nowhere. The most interesting thing about this whole panel from start to finish was the fact that the security guards were literally carrying night vision goggles to double check oh, yeah. to see if you were taking your phone out. Yeah. and I thought that that was a joke at first because they made a couple jokes that, you know, these people are agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're gonna come, they're gonna get you, they're gonna take you away, and it's a and you know, different oh, stuff yeah. like that. I saw the goggles. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then I see this giant pair of goggles, and I'm like, oh, shit, I better put this thing away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was thoroughly disappointing in a lot of different ways. I would still check it out. I'm still gonna, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as it comes out, I'm gonna binge watch everything that I can. Yeah. And I'm gonna review the hell out of it, and I'm gonna be honest about it because that's what we do here. But... I was really expecting maybe some swag, okay, maybe not, but a full-on trailer or some kind of a clip that would make me get goosebumps, and I've gotten more goosebumps by watching YouTube videos of people posting stuff from other conventions about Super Smash Brothers and Pac-Man showing up, and I don't play video games at all. That is a huge disappointment for me, and really that let me down for the whole rest of the day. If that would have been at the very beginning of the day, mm-hmm. that might have ruined my entire day for coming.
0: Yeah, I mean it was supposed to be the biggest. Come on, when Marvel makes an announcement, and they right. reveal some other secrets yeah. because of, apparently you can find out more about the government than you can with Marvel's doing. Right. It's, it, it was it was kind of a disappointment. I mean, San Diego got Age of Ultron deeds, and they got yeah. a nice little trailer for that. We were getting Daredevil, and that's filmed here in New York. Yeah. And And I think
2: the the general reaction in the room was very positive. Uh, Sam, what was your takeaway from Daredevil? My takeaway from Daredevil was basically that of the five clips, clip five just being a continuation of the first clip, they they reference in one of the clips that his costume is a work in progress. That the Daredevil suit that we are going to expect or have in our head is not going to be what we see at first. It was so much like Iron Fist. Yes. That like it was almost kind of funny mm-hmm. that it was so much like it.
0: They wouldn't have said that it was Daredevil. That would have been my first guess yeah. that he was fighting. And then I would have been excited because it would have been oh, crap Iron Fist yeah <laughs> and then what it would have said Daredevil I'm like oh fuck.
2: man they made know? some announcements about uh, actors and like characters that they're playing. My favorite clip was the clip of uh, Fisk the uh, the kingpin yeah. meeting his wife for the first time. It was simple. We didn't see a whole lot. He didn't mm. do really anything, but you could see that the actor who's going to play him. Is gonna have control over that character. I
0: I think one of the highlights that came out of Daredevil was Vincent D'Onofrio and his appearance
2: and I I believe Charlie Cox as Daredevil will be okay Uh, From what I've seen the fight scenes were good a little dark. I couldn't really see too much the like the back and forth he had with one of the characters, I think he'll do fine. Mm-hmm. What I'm worried about is the supporting cast. I don't know that the supporting cast was either cast correctly, or that maybe the writers aren't really putting them at the forefront. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're gonna get a lot of characters who are filler. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, and I'm just worried that if every episode is an hour long and there's 13 of them, they described it as this is gonna be like a 13-hour movie. So when you see shows on Netflix, you might get a cliffhanger. They made a point to say there's no point in doing a cliffhanger, because you can literally click the button and the next episode's there. That was interesting, I liked that. Yeah. But it's just, I feel like, it was like I said earlier, it's an expectation versus reality. Mm-hmm. What I expected and what I got was different enough that it made me question. Yeah, so I was like, I'm sorry.
1: That they they said that that's how they're gonna structure their show. They're not going They're purposely not gonna the, end the show in a cliffhanger
0: because they know right, you're gonna click the, go next. Yeah, the way Charlie uh, Cox quoted it is, you're watching a 13 hour movie more or less. They're but, telling a story over 13 hours. I mean, you want to be motivated to,
1: uh, one of the things about binge watching is you always want to get into that mode where you're like, okay, well, yeah. one
2: more. Well, yeah you know to see what yeah, happens Yeah, that this. has happened to me. Like, I want to watch the next one because, oh, well, shit, that just left on a cliffhanger. I'm not ending on that before I go to bed at uh-huh. four in the morning. Exactly. I'm going to watch that next but one. That's a good point. The way
3: that he clarified it uh, to build more on that, it's not necessarily that they're not going to end on a cliffhanger. It's that they're not going to spend three minutes of the next episode recapping Things so you know what the cliffhanger is about. Oh, last week on Daredevil. E- essentially, yeah. Well, so
2: Heroes was guilty of that sometimes, where yeah. the first few minutes of the next episode was basically the last few minutes of the last episode. You know, they, they won't have to reestablish as much of the
3: continuity for people to go, well, remember last week we were going into this and then whatever, and then now all the characters are going to go, you know, the next scene pops up and it's going to be like, like, hey guys, remember we were just about to do this? Okay, let's go do that. Like, they're going to kind of just be like, you saw that
0: shit? You wanna see some more? Bang, there you go. Like, yeah,
4: it's they're gonna like
0: finger snaps. So. Okay, that makes a lot more yeah, sense. It, yeah. it sounds like you're getting the full 30 minutes instead of a 21 minute episode because of commercials and all That's
4: that That's great. That's so that, so that, yeah. all in favor. And
2: another thing that I'm excited for is that at least from from the look of the outfit very iron fist like but from the look of the outfit from how the clip presented itself where he was fighting that one guy Mm -hmm. it seems like they're going that classic mcu route where everything is going to try to be as grounded in reality as possible so that rather like in the comics you might see somebody like there's a death in the family as a child they grow up they put on this suit and they're gonna go defend the city so that like nobody has to face what they faced as a kid or something. Yeah. This seemed very much like maybe he has just anger issues from it. He doesn't put on like armor or anything. There's nothing defending him. Yeah. He's just gonna go out there. He's gonna have a mask on so no one knows who he is and he's just gonna beat the shit out of somebody because that might make him feel better in and the short term.
0: I think to kind of give more light to those that weren't at the panel, yeah. uh, many names. the two names that are thrown around the most when it comes for inspiration and source material for this was Bendis and Miller. Right. Yeah. So it, it's not that colorful, like yeah daredevil that, that yellow costume yeah. and stuff like it, that it's more but like you said grounded in reality he's gonna make mistakes and the one comment I thought was hilarious is he's one bad day away from being Frank Castle right yeah that was that, a good one, that was a good one. Yeah. Um if there's we- any other comment that stands out though it's uh,
3: I can't remember the actor's name so I apologize uh, the one who plays Ben Yurk. oh his comment uh, when he was preparing for the role he first thought oh how can I prepare for this I don't wear glasses
0: and if you Look into this, you'll see why that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. um, uh, before we, we wrap up the panel section on, and move on to the vendor floor and all, everything that's going on out there oh, right uh, now, okay, Bye. um, as you know. Four days is not enough to see everything that's here. Huh? Oh goodness. Okay. So I want to go around real quick, and there, we all have calendars marked down on our New York Comic Con app, and we were saying that we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, and by the end of the day, we only did two out of the 20 things we said we were gonna do. I want to find out from each of you, and we'll start with you, Sam, real quick. What was the one panel you wanted to see,
2: but didn't get a chance to go to? You know what that's actually really tough to answer? Uh, you know, I, tough to answer. I would say, it's not even a panel that I was upset about. It was actually getting the chance to meet uh, Bill Nye. He was just doing cool. free autographs and like meet and greet right. sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And before his time even started, they he was lot. capped. And like, I, I, that might be a mark on just how lazy. Mm-hmm. the panels were that you're asking me what was the panel I missed the most and I answer with an autograph thing. it's like, the
0: same thing it's that experience of meeting celebrities and stuff and that's yeah. kind of what the panels are Q&As unless you're doing the little workshops that are down on
2: the yeah. small I'm, I'm going to leave it to Tony to talk about it really we were there mm-hmm. but the editors on editing panel really just left a sour taste in our mouth mm-hmm. for like the rest of the panels then onward Yeah, so yeah. like i I'm Seriously, like next to Tony, like we this should be discussed. Yeah, to, to, to not to
0: knock it more so, it right. said a bad panel. It was more of editing on comics. And when we went in there, we had to give we we're all writers for fanboys.com. Yeah. So we're, we're thinking editing on the level of like literary,
2: like learning something, how like, to edit how to articles and make
0: it nice. And then yeah. there's two guys behind us, I thought it was a film editing, so yeah. it wasn't really right. described too well. Um, Tony, we'll, we'll elaborate more on the editors on editing, but before we jump into that, what, what was one panel that you really wanted to see that you didn't get a chance to get into?
3: You know, I don't know if I have one panel that I really wanted to see that I didn't get to, but there were a lot of ones that I had a lot of interest in mm-hmm. that if I would have had the time, I definitely would have been able to jump in there. Uh, comic Book men was something I was really interested in. Yeah. But we had to prioritize, and you know, you when you start seeing the lines get, really just way too much, and you see another one that you actually could get a chance to get into, and that's a, you, you know, your B option or something like that. Sometimes you have to upgrade the B, just yeah. to be able to make sure that you have a good seat in with that. Um, Batman's 75th anniversary was something I was really interested in. At that point, we were just exhausted, we were hungry, we had good seats in the Empire stage at the time, so we really, we could've probably stuck it out, but and the Empire stage is the hardest stage you get know, into,
1: I would say. Yeah. Probably. Other so, than yeah. the main stage, maybe. Well, the main stage, you just go and queue in the morning. Right. The Empire stage, it's very easy to not get into a panel with that Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's, that's, that's the, the second thing stage is. that they don't clear.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if you get there early enough, I mean, we went toward the league, we were able to just stay where we were with Cup of Joe. Yeah. And that was one of the huge uh, upsides, one of the downsides to the people that would have wanted to get a couple of Joe and they waited in line and these three assholes are taking seats. But um, when it comes to a lot of these panels, I mean, I would say about 75% of the panels, if I had the time, I would love to sit in on. And that includes even the editors on editing. That was something that we jumped on because we figured we might just learn something from it. We did learn some stuff from it, but it was misrepresented in a lot of yeah. ways, and there's a lot of confusion. I mean, some of this is on the New York Comic Con stamp. Some of this is on just our misinterpretation. Uh, you know, if you click on a picture of uh, a Walter or something, and it's a picture of Walt Flanagan or whatever, that's an error with the mobile app, which actually was very beneficial in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So that was like one flaw in something that had a lot of positives. Uh, but if you go to your panels and you have that one thing that you really, really are interested in seeing whether it was Marvel's 75th anniversary I think is what the one uh, yeah the, whatever the anniversary yeah. was that we were seeing like that which they decided to change after we it. it turned into an X-Men thing I don't yeah. know how that happened what yeah, yeah. I don't know. according to the app it changed after it was done but um, we also wanted to see the Nerdist panel and we didn't get a chance to see that there are a lot of different things that you could do if you can prioritize you can do that one and you have enough time for a second one fantastic yeah if not Try to get in on some of the little ones. Don't get your hopes up as high as you know you would for the bigger ones. But um, if it's something that really interests you, topic-wise, typically you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Just be wary that again, expectations are a lot. And if you go into an editors on editing kind of a post and you're expecting this to be, you know, for us for our website or for the other people are filmmaking editing and all that, do your research and not just on the app. Do your research on previous mm-hmm. conventions that have happened in the past, uh, previous um, hosts as well, because yeah. a, mo- a good moderator on a panel can make or break something. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And, you know, if you get a really bad moderator, the best content in the world is gonna come so boring at you that you are gonna be falling asleep and you're not gonna pay attention to it, which is a real shame, not only
0: yeah. for you but for them as well. Yeah, like, yeah. We had we ran into it in a few of the panels, there's a couple of them that the panel was phenomenal but the, the host could've been a little bit stronger, the moderator could've a little bit right. stronger. Right. Um, Peyton, like you said, many panels out there, what was the one, one or two you couldn't get to? Well, I, I wanna double on Tony
1: and give a shout out to the New York Comic Con app. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastically Yo. put together. A couple bugs, you know, I could complain about a couple of things, but right. really easy to put a schedule together. You see a star next to something, you hit that, and it's on your planner. Um, you don't see it on the app, but if you go into the browser on your computer, you actually see it in like like a calendar form, where it actually has blocks off of what the times yeah. are, so you can see how things overlap. And let me tell you, when I checked off everything and I looked at everything I had, there was a lot of overlapping, and because of that, I definitely would have missed a lot of stuff. And the thing that I think I am most upset that I missed, uh, besides Bill Nye, but I guess we'll talk more about that. We and the celebrities, yeah, was uh, at the same time as the Lego Batman panel, was the Jason David Frank panel. Yeah, I would have loved to go just hear Jason David Frank talk about his life I and mean, the transition from being a Power Ranger of all different types into an MMA fighter and now just this geek icon. He's one of the most popular guys of this era. Yeah, um, it, as far as that, you know, small market of people that we're talking about, well, not small but very large, <laughs> hello, that esoteric market, yeah. market, I guess I should say. Uh, would have been cool to
0: hear him do that, but Kevin Smith and Stephen Amell
1: are a little bit more important. (laughs) Yeah,
0: can't do everything. For sure. Um, That wraps up panels for the most part, which is only like 25% of what's going on here. Uh,
1: Again, I just want to iterate it once again. Panels are cool, and if it's something that you absolutely love, like obviously there's tons and tons of people who are just drop dead fans of The Walking Dead. Mm Oh. Drop dead. Yeah, That that was good. Um, And you know, if if you're here for all four days, especially I would say if you have a, a multiple day ticket and you want to dedicate a whole day to going to that panel, getting yourself in the front row, maybe. But I, once again, want to also reiterate that this was not San Diego Comic-Con. We didn't get big, big announcement about what the next season of Walking Dead is going to be like. You got to see maybe a 10 minute clip at most from an episode that's going to air later in
3: the season. Yeah.
0: We did get that that ending of Age of Ultron though. I'm just kidding. (laughs) at the comic book uh, panel that had nothing to do with film. Yeah, the
2: editors on editing one, <laughs> yeah. they, they filled us in on that one. They yeah. gave we, us the hookup. We can't say who's gonna be cast as Doctor Strange because we literally have like sniper dots on us right now. You can't see them.
1: But yeah, there's all this other stuff. This is a right. huge, huge building, the Jacob yeah. Javits Center.
4: Yeah.
2: Panels are
1: nice. Suck in the other things. Mm-hmm. Once again, if you have other days, I would say save a panel for at least your second day. Yeah. Just take the first day to walk the area, stop yes. the feet around and learn where everything is. Learn where all the bathrooms are. <laughs> yes. get, yourself, yeah. get yourself one of these programs because I tell you they're not gonna be easy mm-hmm. to find. Dope. And you wanna learn stuff yourself oh, because wow. I don't know when we're gonna dig into this but the staff here has not been the most
4: helpful.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, like you guys are saying, like the panel is only 25%, maybe not even, of what's out there to do. Behind us is only 25% of the, this section, the section of yeah. the vendor room. Only 25% of those people right now are waving to us
3: when we yeah. wave back.
2: Like uh, What you're seeing behind us right now is aisles 100 through 900. They they go up by a hundred, so that's nine aisles. And I believe it goes up to what, three thousand? Three thousand. <laughs> three thousand. So that's what 30 Dirty aisles.
1: aisles 30 aisles and I can't even tell you how many blocks it goes that way yeah but, exactly
0: <laughs> uh, so the vendor room is huge It that in itself is either a day day and a half maybe even two full after
1: hours. Thursday I know we walked a lot around this floor and I felt like I saw none of it
0: yep. yeah <laughs> I still feel that uh, here we are the last day that I have not seen everything <laughs> that there is to
2: offer out there once we stop filming this we're gonna go back and like look at some of the stuff we've missed and it's this is day four for us it took that long and we still have not seen everything
0: we could see here. Now, the, the cool thing about vendor rooms being someone who uh, I've been out to San Diego, i bought walked their vendor room because the panel thing. I realized <laughs> I ain't getting into any of these San Diego panels. Let me just go buy some cool tools. Are
1: they are they more exclusive to press out there?
0: Um, from what? Yeah, they get their whole floor. They get all kinds of like. Oh, looks like we're going to San,
4: San Diego, Diego, boys. <laughs> all
0: right. <laughs> lot more cushion. Um, when it comes to the, the vendor floor it's neat you find these little odds and ends that yes you wouldn't you can find everything on the internet but you wouldn't think is a lot this stuff on the internet. When you walk the floor, we'll start with you, buddy, because I can smack right. it. Uh, what was your favorite thing about the, what was something you're walking through the aisles and it caught your eye? Caught
2: my eye has to be the Smaug, like statue, robot, whatever that thing is. It, they have like, Mechanical eyelids that open up and then like these little like LCD screens in there that make it look like the eyes looking around at you Mm -hmm. as far as just eye-catching that is just instantly what I see Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is the Weta Weta station W E T A Yeah, I don't know what that is and they they got like a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff there Yeah, Yeah. there's an official Star Trek store down here like there's a lot of things that are eye-catching one of the things that I probably like the most are not that I could buy any of it, but the statues. I really like the statues, the character helmets. There was a, a life-size bust of the Iron Patriot from Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. that was, I think they said, like not even with like the arms and legs and th- that would come afterward. Yeah. Just that torso that had everything lighting up Thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, you see like Captain America shield that was 800. Yeah I wanted the Captain America
2: shield because it looked really cool It was the stealth shield from Winter Soldier 800 like I don't know about a lot of these other people walking around down here, but I don't have Thousands of dollars to drop on a con. So this is more or less for people like me. This is window shopping You're just gonna look around and you're gonna look at everything so as far so from the perspective of somebody who's basically just looking at all this stuff it was the it was the statue of Hulk from Avengers throwing the chitauri around mm-hmm. that I liked. It was seeing Magneto's helmet sitting there that looked really cool. It was Arkham Origins things like Deathstroke's helmet and sword. Props seeing Black Mask, yeah. yeah, all the props are really what it was about. Mm-hmm. I see people walking around with just bags. I don't know where the money comes from sometimes. Like, I, I haven't even bought a T-shirt. Right, I don't. I don't have like 25, 30 bucks. Just drop on a T-shirt, Tony. When you were
0: walking through, and I know you, like YouTube guys, have been down there a lot more than I have. Yeah. Um. What was eye popping? You walk by and you go, hmm, that's interesting or unique because yeah. this is also a, a chance for all these vendors out there, indie vendors, to showcase their talents because. There's thousands of people out there walking by right now. So, to you, what popped out when you were walking through? Anything original. The one thing that I'm going
3: to skip by 100% is if I just see a big lineup of t shirts. <laughs> uh, if I wanted a t shirt, I'd probably buy it online. So, I
1: will bypass that immediately. Well, I don't know what you're talking about lines. I see towers of teachers. shirts Seriously, oh, yeah. towers, Some yeah. of these setups, like tower of, it's gotta be like 20, 25 feet. Yeah. Yeah. They're enormous.
3: All the Yeah, price. and there's one shirt that's the entire size, and I don't know how that guy <laughs> I would just be like, can I see that one? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, I saw uh, Some, some of
2: the guys here would probably fit in some of those <laughs> shirts, yeah.
3: But, you know, if there's something original, you mentioned the Captain America shield, that caught my eye, especially because there was a Punisher shield underneath it. Yeah. And that was something, I. how often do you see Captain America's shield, but it's the Punisher logo. I don't have, you know, $900 to spend on it, but I wanted to look at that. I wanted to stand by that. I wanted to kind of draw people, other people's attention to it. Yeah. Maybe they have $900 and I'll go get them a sale because we're all supposed to support each other here. And that's the whole point of Fanboys Anonymous is get these people together. We're all a part of the same collective community. So you want to support each other. And if you have the same old kind of stuff, you know, if we're by- bypassing 20 different stores that all have little trinkets that are made, you know, little metal necklaces and all that that are The Hunger Games pendant. You know, I like the Hunger Games movies, but it's not going to be something that I'm going to really pay attention to. I'm going to pay attention to the smells. I'm going to pay attention to, you know, the stroke mask. We're going to pay attention to the Geico car because what the fuck is that down here? Yeah. Um, I'm going to pay attention to, I'll admit it, the cosplay girls that are really standing out there as eye candy and doing a damn good job of it to get our attention because I remember booth uh, 2779 and anybody else who was standing behind those women know exactly. (laughs) Why. Uh, You know, it's a situation where if you're original enough and you've got something interesting enough, but not too obscure, where you have to sit there and go, well, what the fuck is this thing? I need to spend 10 minutes trying to decipher what this is all about. Like the fork art. The fork I thought the fork art was actually kind of interesting. I I would have rather preferred sport art, because I think it's more versatile, but um, you know, there's there's
0: a tip for the future. Doesn't discriminate, spoon and fork.
3: You know, but there's a lot of people, especially on the outskirts, that sell a lot of toys, and I'm not a toy buyer, uh, I'm very stingy with my money in general. Yeah. So, if I see a price tag of anything that is, you know, 50 bucks or higher, it's got to be something really worth it for me to pay attention yeah. to Other than to point it out to other people and go, yo, you see that? That's really cool. Like, a- you want to buy it? Or do you want to <laughs> buy it for me? Because then I'll
0: love you forever. Yeah. Like a master sword that's of. yeah. awesome to swing around. Yeah.
3: So, essentially, this comes down to if you are original, you've got good products to showcase. You've got the right genre and the right um, topics that people are interested in, I'm going to pay attention to it. You know, you you got a zombie panel out there, I'm not a big zombie fan, so I'm not going to like the panel at all. And it's not because I'm going to have nightmares, which is true anyway, but it's just not going to be my, my thing. So, you know, the, the Jedi that pop up, they're getting my attention. And
0: you've got to kind of play to people's different, uh, strengths and weaknesses. For sure. Uh, Peyton, you probably have spent the most time on the floor out Definitely. of all four yeah. of us here. Um, He's down there now. Yeah, it's Quail Man. He's all over hey, the me. place. Hey, me there he is. What was what eye-popping for you? You got a little bit more time to get in there, get in all the... the Corners and all that stuff. What stuck out for you when it came to this vendor floor? Uh, You
1: know, there's really something out here that for pretty much everybody Um, And what they really did a really good job laying this floor out where they kind of separated things like over here is where all this stuff Involving books is so if you're into books you're gonna go around here Over here is where all the my little pony stuff is so all your (laughs) pony people can go over there and leave (laughs) us alone Over here is the anime stuff. Um, Over here is uh, Star Trek stuff over there is the t-shirts over there is the people who are drawing Things. Yeah, um, weird Things, yeah, very weird things like Bert and awesome
2: offing each other.
1: Um, so many cool things. I remember seeing like this little goblet that had these really cool dragon designs going around, it was neat. Um, all types of awesome original drawings. I we each got one from this one artist that was basically like Phenomenal. cool comic book characters, but as babies being held up, kind of like Simba and the Lion King, <laughs> <laughs> just to, like everyone mm-hmm. in Pride Rock, really cute. I got one with a uh, rocket raccoon being held up by Groot's hand. Would yeah. you got, Deadpool? Uh,
0: Deadpool being held and um, Mikey from Ninja Turtles. Did you did you nice. got both of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, and here's just other things so Like
1: Medieval Times was here. They had a little wheel you would spin to get a prize. The, the prizes were kind of dumb. There was yeah. like plastic sunglasses and all this other stuff. I got a pretty sweet royal high five. Boy, let me tell you, I went there again on uh, a second day and they added a new space where you get knighted. I'm actually gonna splice over the footage of you light knighted over this, because that's gonna be <laughs> uh, That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. They were giving away two free tickets, though. And actually, uh, I met up with some friends from uh, my hometown that came down here one day. Two people in a row won the two free tickets. Like, right out. Now, I was like, nice. you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Cool. And of course, I, went, I literally went to that Medieval Times move like four times. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep getting the D V D and the high fives and the night.
2: <laughs> I, I want a t-shirt, but they didn't even have anything in like adult sizes, so I got like a DVD.
1: What was really cool uh, was some of the people were just sitting there doing autographs because as opposed to the autograph sessions where you're kind of being rushed and there's a line, yeah. these people are just sitting and chilling. Uh, yeah. and we'll go into that with the celebrities. I have to say though, my favorite shop would probably be Super Sock Shop, available with all your favorite stockings in the geeky world. Check it out, supersockshop.com. <laughs> Don't say we don't do anything for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Um You touched base about it a little bit before we jumped into. Um, right. <laughs> the uh, more of the what stuck out, uh, something that does stick out when it comes to conventions, any convention it doesn't have to be a Comic Con, it could be South Jersey Geek Fest, which we'll be at in a couple weeks. Don't say we
3: don't do anything for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is cosplay. You want to sell something here? You better have a hot cosplay. You want attention? You, you're going to be in a hot cosplay, or even Quailman. Quailman got uh, filmed by USA yeah. Today. Yes,
1: yeah. I have to go check and see if that's in today's yep. paper.
0: Exactly. Just just for being unique, you don't see hundreds of Quailmans running around. You see hundreds of Star Lords, but there's not uh, there's one Quailman. Quail Quailman. Yeah. Quailman. Um Maybe a flock of Quailman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cosplay is huge when it comes to these things. The, the dedication and time and Wingspan of some of these things that <laughs> literally come, yeah, that comes into this convention It shows people put hours of work into it, and I show up and just say hey, I'm more from X-Men and, pull it off, Yeah, I pull it off pretty well um, Cosplay itself and we'll start with you on this one Tony since you're the one who brought it up in the last questions um, Is there a favorite? Is there obviously? too many to count um, What sticks out for you in a cosplay outfit? Phrasing. Do I do I want to answer that the
3: right way? Uh,
0: which, which cosplay outfit to you was most the most well thought like just went, wow that's really good Maybe not really hot but wow that's really good.
3: Yeah, you know It's not about uh, whether you're an attractive person that is a really skimpy outfit that really stands out Of course that does stand out in a lot of different ways. It gets attention Yeah, not, you know attractive people get attention no matter what you can dress up as nothing and people are gonna to want to take pictures with you Because that's kind of what creepy people do every once in a while but <laughs> Um, It's the the supreme dedication and sometimes the originality, sometimes the originality is so far that you have no idea what the fuck these people are doing. Uh, I saw a guy before and this guy stood out because of that. He had a box on his head and we asked him what he was and he said he didn't even know. Now that is crazy and you know that's on a whole different
0: spectrum, but Institutional sign. Yeah, the very
1: much. who just walked past us, his, his costume every day is, he's just walking around with a, a, a different a, a sign. Yeah. It's just a piece yeah. of paper on
0: a stick and he just
1: wrote something. He's clear. got the
2: Revenge of the yeah. Nerds Lambda, Lambda, Lambda sweater on, yeah. Yeah. walking he, around. He
0: the comic book version of Sign Guy from WWE. Which he had a
3: great uh, introduction for us because we were standing near him in line and his first sign was, You're All Nerds. So that was a very good welcome. Yeah. Um, but even something as simple as uh, bringing up a sign, there was another person that really stood out to me and I thought this was hilarious person had a sign that said look, it's a sign, ooh, and everybody was going, what's the sign say, Does the sign say? Simple thing, you got a piece of cardboard and a little stick and that's all he did and he got so much more attention than these people that had these intricate robe costumes or mm-hmm. this hardcore Batman outfit or whatever. We've got a million Harley Quinns out here, some of them are really fantastic ones walking by right now, she looks amazing. Yeah, um, hi Harley. Right Hello Harley, she doesn't say us uh, back but she might beat us with a hammer if we keep talking about her. Um, there's a lot that are very half-assed and sometimes you can't do that much i was very very half-assed in my costume that i did and um that only got the attention of two now three yeah, three different people. Uh, <laughs> Two that he wants to remember, one that yeah, he's like. One to that I would like to forget. One was Superman. No, he was a super hunk. What are you talking about? Not a super chunk. We're <laughs> <I think laughs> <he's talking. laughs> horrible people. Um, but it's the originality again, and it's uh, the dedication to it. If you have something that you really, really put the time and effort into, it shows. Mm-hmm. And um, whether you are the pyramid head type of people that you have the dedication to carry around these giant props that are 10 times the size. So, you actually thought this one person was cosplaying as a sword because I couldn't see her behind the sword that she was carrying. Or, even if you want to stand out in a negative way, that one Captain America had us laughing our asses off. <laughs> uh, it's just Captain America carrying a meatball sub and it was, With sad. Top.
4: <laughs> it was
3: sad enough that it caught our attention and we haven't forgotten him since um, that's you know not to knock on the guy because he's having fun hopefully he's having fun <laughs> it didn't look like he was having fun when we saw him but no gross <laughs> <laughs> that, that could have been the meatball sub he could have wanted something else you know, yeah because you know, um, the lines were strong as hell oh, yeah. but uh, it all depends uh, if you put in the time and effort there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna ask you for pictures they're gonna love it we're all fans of different things but we're all fans of the same kind of culture and you know there are a million different jokers a million different batmans a million different people from Marvel DC uh, you know Ghostbusters a big uh, group of Ghostbusters go oh, by yeah. and they get the attention oh. of everybody else
0: stopping traffic like music
1: playing out of yeah, a speaker it's like right. hey everyone look at us we're the Ghostbusters yeah right? just, it, so it
0: completely stops traffic in, in the middle of the vendor rooms and you're cruising through and then bam Everybody's like, oh, there goes all the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, that's a That's about a Sam, I keep going back to you because you're really a virgin when it comes to this thing. Uh, and to you, convention. yeah, a, um, oh, conventions, yeah, to conventions, and other things, <laughs> and other things. Um, when it comes to this convention, you cosplay. It's Halloween, it's the next time you see somebody in costume.
2: Basically. What was cosplay to you? Because this is, this is the first time where uh, you're a minority if you're not in cosplay. Right. And I, I have not cosplayed any day that I've been here. The closest I've come to cosplay is my Captain America sweatshirt, and I have an Iron Patriot sweatshirt. The reason why I did that... Partly because of money, but also I'm just the kind of person that if I can't go all out I'd rather not half-ass it and I'd rather just it's a sweatshirt Captain America That's fine with me rather than like a Halloween costume that ties in the back and like a weird-looking mask mm-hmm. That to me would be worse for me so when I see people like attention to detail yeah. Yeah. is what I like So like you don't have to be the perfect Batman cosplay But if you're like if your Batman outfit is from like the 90s cartoon And it's like it looks just like it. It might not be as good as that guy with like the Dark Knight Batman suit But I appreciate that. one. Yeah, I I saw a girl who had a green tank top on and her arms and legs were like Just painted green and I guess that was the Hulk like
4: you almost Just give would, her
2: credit, maybe She Hulk, maybe, yeah. Like, you almost would rather them have not done it. It was, it than, was Slimer from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have she was too like, Sorry if you're watching this, yeah. but too mean, sorry. right? But, like, I, I saw a couple who went as um, the fairly odd parents, the, the fairies from that. The attention to detail was incredible. And if they were in a cosplay contest, I wouldn't have even given it to them. Like, I would not have given them maybe the top five for some of the things I've seen here. But if you ask me, like, which ones have you appreciated the most, it's the attention to detail. For sure. And when we talk cosplay, we have one sitting right here at the panel with us. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, USA Today took your picture. Millions of fans have taken your picture. I think we've taken your picture for those fans. (laughs) Yeah. Um, being a you're a cosplayer at this Be, point i guess yeah, i am yeah you, you are doing cosplay right now what's it feel like to walk the floor and hey can i take a picture of you hey can i take a picture of all right
1: well i didn't even know if i was gonna dress up I've been, we've been to cons before like we said but i never dressed before just the last time i went to there was maybe only like three cosplayers there in total there, it was more it was more of a purchase purchaser vendor yeah. convention at the too many games um Okay, going into this one, I was like, oh, I, I guess I will, but I didn't really have the time or budget to go into anything. This was actually a Halloween costume from maybe two or three years ago. And I want to give a shout out to my friend Melissa. She made this for me, she put the time into it. Took her maybe two hours, which is two hours I really appreciate. But let me just put it like that. I, I want to say that she spent like maybe two hours. It's very important I say that. Because I walked around here and people saw this and they loved it. First of all, they keep geeking out because it hit their nostalgia retinas in okay, here. Yeah, yeah. But I've actually had people tell me this is the best cosplay they saw here. And when they tell me that, like I appreciate it and I'm flattered, but I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Have you seen some of these things that are out here? Mm-hmm. Like, some of these people are... I don't know how they walk around in oh, some yeah, of these things. Batman First off, like the effort they put into that, that group that I saw. Oh, really? really Amazing. Yeah. I was there. There was this guy in this giant bumblebee costume that actually like, made sounds as he like moved around. There was all these lights. All types of lights. Giant weapons that are like so tall. You can see it looks like Jaws Finn like, moving throughout the crowd as
0: it's going on out there. I mean, just looking right now, I can see a Doctor Strange cape where he's posing for a picture. I mean, there's so many things out there. Uh, the Batman universe dominated
1: as I think it pretty much will every con in the existence yeah. time. Lots of Batman, Harley Quinns, Jokers, Riddlers, Toys and Ivies. Um, I think the surprise one that there was a lot of for me would be Star-Lord. Yes, I did not expect to see as many Star-Lords that there. there was tons oh, wow. of them. Um, some really good obscure ones. I think my favorite one that I saw as far as an obscure one is this lady who was I'm- the runner from the Uh, Apple Macintosh commercial from the nineteen eighty five Super Bowl. You know the 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 girl runs in with the mallet and she like swings it around into the screen and Wow, uh, I didn't see her. Yeah, she she was with uh, John Blake. Oh, Do she was? The couch? The couch. She was with him. Oh, I must not have been paying too much attention yeah. at that time. I must be distracted by other people. I thought that was, I thought that was really clever. And another one that I thought was really clever was um, there was a guy who was in a wheelchair. I'm pretty sure he like, legit was legit in a wheelchair. He embraced that and he cosplayed as yes. Professor
0: X,
4: yes. which was yeah.
1: awesome. And he, his friend who was wheeling him around uh, was dressed up as Magneto. Mm-hmm. That was really clever.
0: Uh, one cool thing about cosplay is it's all—it's all, it's an homage to the celebrities who play uh, into these roles, and even the comic book characters who haven't made it into the uh, future yet, uh, to the big screen or more to the cinematic universe. Speaking of celebrities, um, this place is just crawling with them—people who have been in TV shows, movies. You have writers, editors, cinematographers—all kinds of people here that work in Hollywood and the media that brings us to it every day. Going around the panel real quick, we had interactions with a few celebrities this weekend. Um, and if you didn't have an interaction with a celebrity, the question is, who was your favorite interaction? And if you didn't, who would you have liked to
2: bump into? We'll start with Joe. Um, like I had said before, I was really disappointed that I didn't get to see Bill mm-hmm. Uh Really it's going to feel like, well that's the answer everyone would have said. I would have liked to have gone to something with Stephen Amell, mostly because like the guy just has a presence about him. Yeah. He just he seems like the kind of guy who'd be just he'd pop over and sit at the table with us yeah. and just
3: start chit chatting. Invites yeah. out there, yeah. fourth man on the panel.
2: Yeah, like just the kind the kind of actor who isn't gonna be like the William Shatner who's gonna charge you out the ass for an appearance and a picture and you're gone. Yeah, but would like. Uh, we had you. You can find uh, pictures on the Fanboys Anonymous Facebook. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was done. What he did. Passed. walked by and stopped for pictures.
0: And, and I think there's a good story behind that and I'll let, I'll let you explain yeah. it, that Kevin Smith was doing a panel up here.
1: There, there was some private press thing that yeah. I guess um, I found out the deal with that was. It was like uh, people who went to the comic book men panel they gave out like prize tickets and people were in that prize ticket got to be in that private junction that was in you know, here with him and all those other people. Um, so it was basically in this area. They had it corralled off. Even us as press we're not allowed to go in yeah. there. You had to have that special access. Yeah. And we saw him, at mid you in this one or might have been the a similar corridor over there, but yeah. he was standing there and you recognize him from that hockey jersey the, that the, the he's worn it every jersey, day yeah. it was like, which by the way when I saw him in the Lego Batman 3 he actually mentioned that he has so many of those jerseys and he wears it so much that when you go into his closet you just see a row of those jerseys down it looks just like <laughs> Doug's closet and, I, and when he said that I was thinking like
4: ah, I'm not Doug it
1: like, was kind of a cute moment but um alright so yeah Kevin Smith is sitting there he's yeah. wrapping up for a while we're standing over by where the stanchions are I feel like a total creeper like mm-hmm. me and a, you Caitlin and a few other people are standing there waiting Ben more and more people realize what's going on. It's lining up more and more. And we're like, oh, you know, he's yeah. going to see all these people and he's just uh, going to run. He's not going to want anything to do with this. I would. Uh, I would have no complaints. I mean, I would completely understand. Yeah. Uh, the guy's a busy man. This has been a crazy weekend for everybody, let alone him. You know, he's must have right. tons of stuff to do. But what happens is his publicist comes over to us and says, guys, Kevin would love to sit and talk with all of you he just needs to go to the bathroom first please nobody follow him yeah like
0: a creeper just give I him his space.
1: just give him his right. space. please don't be that guy which i, I believe as you pointed out it's sad that they even need to say something like right. that but just because i'm sure from experiences they need to
3: another thing which what, just to piggyback off of that real side note another thing that's a shame is that they have to enforce the policy of the cosplayers should not be touched without permission
4: Oh my! which God, is a real yeah.
3: shame you know i crack jokes about you know people wearing skippy outfits and all that kind of stuff yeah. you do see people that kind of think of there was
1: a lot of stories that especially at a San Diego con this year and there was a lot of demand that they had very specific guidelines written on their website And if you go around here there's big banners everywhere cosplay Cosplay is not not consent consent. that's the the phrase of the year for that cosplay is not consent
3: remember that for the guy who was really into my Clark Kent thing. Yeah. Anyway, back
1: back to Kevin Smith. Right. So she tells us that he's going to the bathroom, I'm like, alright, so I'll be a yeah. few more minutes. Kevin Smith says, nah, up the bathroom. <laughs> and he comes over and he takes time to talk to, take a picture, sign an autograph for every single person that was in that line. That's awesome. Very classy, yeah. um, and not only that, this publicist actually came over to me and one of the other guys gave us her email address to talk to us about uh, potentially doing something else with him someday. So that's yeah. all fantastic. Yeah, it's really it great out there. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um really appreciative of that. And I, I um, wanted to thank him for that, like in front of everybody, at the Lego Batman three panel, and unfortunately that was another one of those things I didn't get to do. I want Kevin Smith. The man doing stuff sure. like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tony, you had a, a similar experience, but we had sat in the panels and we were watching the league and then we were waiting for the cup of Joe, mm-hmm. and there is, which is our mistake, we didn't realize they were all the editors and writers for Marvel, yeah. but we did notice Joe Quesada. Joe Quesada? <laughs> <laughs> Joe <Quesadilla. laughs> Um and you walked up to talk to them. Why don't you explain like how it's being shut down? Uh, uh, I would have to preface it by say don't do this on the regular. <laughs> uh, that was an honest mistake. But yeah. This,
3: this is an, uh, flat out an honest mistake. I'm glad I made the mistake though, but um, there were, there was a group of people that were waiting to be on the panel for Marvel's Cup of Joe and I mistook half of them for just being extra exhibitors and extra press people and everything like that, walking up and talking to Joe Kasana. So I just said you know what, hold on, stay my seat, guys, I'm gonna go up and talk to Joe uh, I did not get turned down, he was you know very cordial for me. Obviously I was butting into something that I should not have been butting into, but between talking to him and uh, a couple of other, other people that were there, they agreed to you know, hand my card off to the proper people that are going through the channels to do other kind of stuff. Something may be coming up in the future for that. Uh, you never know. And um, you got you to gotta thank the people that are able to do that because they don't have to do that. They're, they're not entitled, uh, just being on a paddle, um, you're not entitled to... Bard celebrities and everything like that. Yeah. And us being pressed, we're not entitled to getting interviews with everybody. On- we're hardly entitled to anything around here. <laughs> we just put <laughs> this table you by know, If you run into a situation <laughs> like that, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. You should not get upset if you are not lucky for that kind of situation, because those are far and few between. And if you do, then be
0: very thankful. That's the best way that you can possibly go about this. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, When it comes to celebs, we'll go real quick through the panel. Uh, You said yours was Stephen Amell and Bill Nye. Yes. who else would you have liked to see seen if you had the opportunity? If I had had the
2: opportunity, I would have loved to have seen Jason David Frank. I, Instagram and Twitter is just like every 10 minutes he's like posting something. He goes all over the place and that's one thing like we've said to ourselves before, if they're going all over the place, you don't need to see them. Still great to know like Tommy the Green Ranger is right down the road from me. Like I can literally just walk over there and I'm next to the guy. Sure. Like, that it's really just it's cool to think about even when you don't get to meet them like the voice actor for Finn from Adventure Time it's like 16 year old kid but he was like I think like two tables down from where I was at one point and it was just kind of cool to know like you know what no far too few people get even that opportunity yeah you were get to meet them but even just being around and knowing like the atmosphere was like cool to know for sure so like was I disappointed at some? Yes, but I think as my first Comic-Con experience ever, it made me happy just to be around
0: Uh Tony, we're talking about celebrities here.
2: what celebrity would you have liked to have at
0: least, uh, I know you're not big on the autographs and the pictures and stuff, but at least had a conversation with them? Yeah, I'm
3: not really big on autographs and stuff like that. Um, this is going to sound incredibly arrogant and I apologize for it, but I don't see the big deal about celebrities. Um, I've always kind of looked at it as they're normal people there's you know the same as everybody else Except that they are more widely known and they, you know a lot of them are richer some of them unfortunately aren't as rich as they should be because they're really talented but um, When it comes to celebrities I like the guys and the girls that I feel like I could be legitimately friends with uh, we mentioned before Stephen Amell it Seems like he's a guy who could be uh, you know just another dude on this panel Kevin Smith is another one that I Don't want to use to wear like idolize but he is somebody that I could look up to as, you know, uh, somebody that is a good representative of what I would achieve, uh, what I would hope to achieve in the future. Uh, some guy who I could bullshit with. Um, Mick Foley was walking around here. I had the pleasure of integrating Mick Foley before from by the websites Markout Moment. Class act, amazing guy. Uh, I would have liked to talk to him, you know, for a little bit, if not just to thank him again, but, um, you know, when we were trying to prioritize different things, we're trying to tackle different things at different times, I would have loved to, got a chance to talk to Kevin Smith and, you know, be tagged in those pictures as well, maybe I'll Photoshop uh, Photoshop my head in there or something like that, but um, there's a lot of different people and some of them are guys that, you know, I'm sure I wouldn't even know that I would have had a lot of fun talking to. And a lot, there's a lot of people that probably I would have thought that I would, mm-hmm. and they turn out that, you know, they're not really the nicest people and all that, but you give me somebody who is a humble, good guy, good girl, of a celebrity or something like that, um, especially if they do stuff that I'm a fan of, then, you know, all systems go. Um,
0: Kevin Smith, though, Stephen Amell, probably the number one number two. Peyton, same question. Out of all the people, and there's hundreds of people here, who would you like to either get an autograph, photo with, or just like, you know, have a con- simple conversation? I'm not very
1: big on autographs. Um, I think the meet and greet is the bigger thing here, Yeah. Um, so I, li- I like like going around and see all the people that are here. Uh, especially as a wrestling fan, I like getting to see Sergeant Slaughter, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Million Dollar Man, JBL was here, which I think was the biggest surprise. I wouldn't have expected him to be into something like this. Uh, we're talking about cosplay, Jessica Nigri is here, uh, one of my favorite cosplayers. Go figure that she was dressed up as Harley Quinn too. Even if she got caught into that one. But um, the cool thing is that celebrities attend this, not just today's professionals. Sometimes celebrities like coming to these things, just as Tony said, as people. They like coming here and getting immersed. I always hear stories about Daniel Radcliffe specifically being such a big nerd for these things and being seen on the floor. I heard Jerry the King Lawler, another wrestler, was here. Hurricane Helms yeah. was here in his Hurricane outfit. Half the people probably never even noticed him because he just looked like just another cosplayer. Yeah. Probably
3: like, oh, it's the lame costume, dude. You don't look anything like
1: Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> um, look at me, i <laughs> There's um, just so many people here. I didn't even get a chance to meet most of them. Uh, I got a picture with Kevin Smith. I got a picture with Mick Foley, so I did get a few. But um, other, other than that, most of the funny thing about the celebrities, a lot of them were panel exclusive.
4: Yeah. They didn't even have any yeah. greets. If
1: they were here, they'll like Mike Tyson, Michael Keaton, uh, a number Ed of others. Yeah. Ed Norton here. Ed Norton only in panels. No. no chance whatsoever to get an autograph or a photo off. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. But then it, the thing is, the ones that were having autographs and photo off, some of the prices. Yeah. My goodness. $80 to meet Hulk Hogan.
4: 80 to and meet Shatner. Shatner, too. That's.
2: Just, that's not Shatner is just famous for being Shatner. I would for not pay that forty
1: dollars for Hodor from Game of Thrones. Hodor. <laughs> he I has love one Hodor, <laughs> it's great. but he only says one line ever.
0: Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, one thing to you touch base on outside the panels, outside the cosplay, outside of all the things that we've discussed previously, is just the experience itself. At a convention, you see people at their weirdest, at their Damn, most unique. <laughs> vulnerable is like what right now um, it, it's yeah. just they can express themselves amongst a huge mass of people out there and there's always stories I I went to my first convention almost 10 years ago it was a horror convention in Cherry Hill New Jersey and I ran around in a green spandex suit drunk yeah that's what I do um, when it comes to the convention scene itself, like I said, stories are a huge, huge thing. This being your first convention, yeah. not the panels, not the vendors, not the cosplay, isn't theres is there some kind of story, a uh, joke, an uh, inside thing that keeps you going through the cosplay and you'll be able to sit around a campfire one night telling your friends, oh the one time I went to New York Comic Con I did this, but it was not <laughs> it wasn't orchestrated for the convention because they're nicer people than we are.
2: Yeah, two stories actually. One real short, one I'll say right now. I was with Tony, and the first day, Thursday, Tony had a Clark Kent cosplay. I was just wearing this, my Captain America sweatshirt. And we were walking around, it was just the two of us, we were looking around for the other guys, and he he gets stopped twice for people with pictures. And I kind of just offhandedly said to him, like, you know what? Kind of bummed out that nobody's like stopping for pictures with me. Not like 15 seconds after I said that, this guy like runs up to me and goes, Yo, can I get a picture with you? I'm like, Yeah, like, all right, yeah, I feel better now. He's like, Yeah, you look just like my friend. (laughs) What? Never showed proof of this. Yeah, I never saw a picture of the guy. Like, is it really your friend? Like, do you hate the guy? And you're like, We're like, you think the guy's goofy looking, and you're like, Hey, Doesn't it look like any- uh, This
1: guy looks like that goomy kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like fucking Nick. Looks just like him. Like, that was kind of groovy. That was kind of weird. And like, for as odd as it was, it's a cool story to tell. Yeah,
0: it, it, It's an experience. So when you come to these conventions, yeah. it's not, it's, oh, I got to meet like, uh, so-and-so. That's a huge thing. But at the same yeah. time, it's these little intricate things that you see and- Yeah. Just, just here in passing right. sometimes and, and that's personally one of my favorite things about conventions is it's the little moments that yes we sat four hours in a line to see a panel yeah that's cool that's a story to tell yeah. but there's little side stories and Tony I'm, I'm sure you're you've okay. got lots of them um, so what was your favorite like a couple of your favorite stories that happened here in a convention that will be told amongst fires and well, you don't drink beer,
2: so. <laughs> Forest fires. Yeah, yeah you know,
3: smokey bears can get me on that one. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure the one that everybody's going to mention the most is the one that we've alluded to a couple different times. i dressed up as Clark Kent. Um, we've got our uh, resident, um, Caitlin Dooley, is dressed up as Lois Lane. She bullied me into doing that. Thank you for uh, that, Caitlin. Uh, but we, you know, we kind of went through the whole spectrum of this whole thing and You know, like uh, Sam had mentioned, there was two people that, you know, um, came up to me and there was, the one guy actually said, that's really original, there's like a million Clark Kents out here, so I got to disagree with that, but thank you for the compliment. Um, It it, it turned really weird when we got our own, uh, you know, this bulky Superman who comes up and he pays a little bit of attention to Caitlin for the Lois Lane thing and he notices Clark Kent standing there and it turns into a whole issue of um, he wants to reabsorb me
1: into him. He needed and, to get you alone to do it,
4: though. Yeah, He was yeah. going to be alone to
1: do it. And, um,
2: you he know... He couldn't and, do it
1: there on the floor. He specifically had to get you alone. And he mentioned yeah.
2: reabsorbing you, like, four times in a five-minute period. And continually kept getting closer and closer yeah. when I
0: tried to go away and away and away. Um, cosplay is not consent. Don't grab my ass. Uh, Payne, what, what kind of moments, fun takeaways that you'll take from the convention itself?
1: Uh, the convention itself? Well, let me tell you, one of the... We're a crew that really loves our esoteric jokes. Um, and, and when you get us together in person, they, they just get meaning more. And here we've gotten plenty play In fact, um, and, and they don't just stick to us, but I mean, people at this con have things that you're only going to understand when you're at this con. Such yeah. guys, when you're in the queue hall, they had these really rickety stanchions there <laughs> that were just like connected metal beams, but there wasn't anything that's actually like securing them. So like every like couple minutes, you would hear one of them knock over and every single time you heard that clang, 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 the whole queue hall would go, oh, <laughs> like back in like a high school lunchroom, like, like someone yeah. would trip and drop their tray and the whole lunchroom would go ruckus. And then if only one guy tried to start it, everybody else just looked at him like, no, we're not doing it that time, guy. Yeah. <laughs> so get,
2: get this guy out Like
1: they'll, they'll really not do it for a couple because I guess they're tired and then they'll find their wind again like, a little
3: later and will yeah. be huge. Or the, the press people. I mean, we've been bonding with press people as well over a situation
1: as simple as no yeah. one, can you find an outlet? No. <laughs> oh my goodness, no outlets here whatsoever. Yeah. And, and, and I guess it's an appropriate time just to talk about the staff. Oh yeah. Um, the staff here is all volunteers. I get it. They, they should have had some kind of more formal training or they should make sure that it's people who have been to this con before. Because nearly every single one of the staff members I talked to did not know a damn thing. I asked them, where's this room at? I I don't know. Where can I get a program?
2: I don't know. Where are the autograph tables at? I don't know. What day is it? I don't know. It's like February. We were at the Bob's Burgers panel and we still don't know where it is. (laughs) We were told like three different places by three different people that worked here.
1: You you better be good at being self-sufficient or be with somebody who is self-sufficient. because. Everything here is awesome. Staff, not so much. But you know what? It, it did not ruin it. It wasn't to a point where it ruined the
2: experience. Yeah. and some and of them were really cool. Some like of them, the guy were, who started putting on the wristbands for some people who were like jokes and yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: right. Except for that they put it on you like way too dang tight. Oh it, yeah, so it
2: cuts off circulation.
3: Okay. That yeah, was cool. if the staff is having fun and they're getting their job done as well. I mean, we had a guy who when we were going into Daredevil, they need to see your wristbands. So instead of just being like, "Hey guys, can you hold your wristbands up?" He said they're going, "Hey everybody, give us the Hell Hydra." And he's, you know, getting a chant going on, getting yeah. us pumped up for Daredevil, and then disappointed a little bit later. And got a high but five. Yeah, yeah. he gave him a high five and all that, and
0: he just rolls with it. Those two yeah. of people are really, you know, they they make this so much better, and they could make it a lot worse. You, you can see the event staff that wants to be here, and is passionate about helping people, and then you can kind of see the ones that are like, yeah, I don't know.
1: And again, just getting to see some of these people in person, getting a chance to stand next to Mick Foley for a second, getting a picture, standing next yeah. to Kevin Smith from a minute, getting a picture. Seeing Jessica Nigri in person, <laughs> My gosh, the pictures just do not do credit for the beauty that that woman possesses. Here right back, jumping. <laughs> just taking in the scale of all this. Again, you're not. You're seeing just the, a tiny, tiny fraction of this behind
0: us. This is less than a third. This is the smaller part. The yeah. bigger part is actually what's oh, just happening the, behind it. Oh, yeah. yeah just, no, just I'm the putting floor.
1: everything else, all the panel rooms, mm-hmm. all the, the, the artist alleys, all the things going on around here. It's not even just here in the Javits Center. They yeah. have stuff going on at Hammerstein Ballroom. They have stuff going on at uh, Time Warner Studios. Yeah. There's things going on everywhere.
0: What I want to do real quick. We've been here four days. We're, we're to, Tours are coming back next year. It's a lot of fun.
4: Yeah.
0: I want a high point, low point of the trip when it comes to the convention. To be in this building outside this building i know you guys did a trip for the adult swim guys last night was a party sam we'll start with you you virgin. <laughs> what was the high point what was the low point
2: the high keep, point keep it pg okay i'll keep it pg honestly the high point of the convention has been being able to see things that i enjoy with other people that enjoy the same thing like i i can't imagine like how uh, the girl who was with us Trish I can't imagine going to like a panel and the entire day without interacting with all you guys here like part of the fun was going to a panel with you guys not so much (laughs) I'm
0: a moderator here don't try to get brownie points (laughs) Tony, what was your high point and then your low point of the New York Comic-Con convention? Low point getting White Castle wrong? Um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) um, The low point, unfortunately, there's actually two things that um, really bother me. And uh, to an extent, they kind of go uh, back and forth with each other. Uh, It is extremely exhausting to be standing in line on concrete, especially wearing boots because I'm dumb like that, hence the White Castle part. If you are a press person, in my mind I believe, and this might be my arrogance calling uh, forward with this, but um, I believe that you should have some kind of extra leeway a little bit. I think if we are going to be doing some of the job of getting the promotion out there for the different panelists and everything, we should kind of take priority over, I I don't want to say like the normal people or whatever like that, but yeah, some of you normies out there, you don't have this thing. You know if (laughs) if that situation would be rectified a little bit better where maybe we had like an easy pass sort of a situation Where we could get there faster. We can cover a lot more Yeah, and we wouldn't have to stand in line for four hours to do something or two hours to not do something and That not only would keep our spirits up But it would also lead to situations where when we were talking earlier about Daredevil being a letdown well, that's because we spent the entire day preparing for Daredevil, and it just didn't match up to the expectations. Right. So we're tired, our feet, our legs hurt, you know, we're exhausted, we're hungry, we're bothered by the different things that might have let us down, and then we sort of feel like this extra little sense of entitlement that we, you know, kind of have been, to an extent isn't worth it. And, um, you factor those two things in together, that ends up being a low point that is incredibly crushing in a lot of different ways. If they could fix that kind of thing, that would upgrade this. You know, if you were to give this, you know, a 1 to 10 and just to say that you want to give it a 5, it would immediately boost it up to at least an 8 from that one thing alone.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, my high point, I gotta kind of go with what Sam was saying here, I mean, the interaction with the different people, just the smiles that you see from different people around here, just the the bullshitting that goes on, and the uh, the friendships that you you gain. I mean, um, we gained two great friendships out of our Too Many Games convention, and who knows what uh, friendships we're gonna come out of this? Who knows what friendships we're gonna get leaving a little bit later on? Yeah, you know, we could bump into somebody ten minutes uh, away from where when we're leaving that can end up being a part of Fanboys Anonymous that you guys love in the future. Like that uh, guy. Yeah, that guy right there. I, I don't know about that guy. Maybe um, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that guy seems kind of cool. An actual person, as uh, opposed you know, to nobody
1: we pointed out. There,
3: you know, there's there's differences like that kind of stuff that really, um, certain people are going to embrace that kind of stuff differently. Uh, certain people are going to really just love the panels. You know, you're going to find one thing that you really, really like, or you're going to find everything that you really, really like. And if you can get a part of everything in at least a small modicum of a way, that, I think, is the best way that you can take it away from that. Like, um, the high point to me, just the amount of things that you can do, the amount of people that you can share that experience with, and the great people that you can
4: share that experience with.
0: Mike, when we're talking about the convention, uh, high point, low point? what, what What's a good takeaway? What's uh, what could be fixed? Well, I almost feel like I have to say this because
1: I, I didn't think to mention it before. You, you alluded to it. The, uh, we went to an after party on the Saturday night that was hosted by Cartoon Network. They called it the uh, Adult Swim Tyrannical Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was uh, pretty much like a—I don't want to say it was a private party, but. It was sort of secret, like it wasn't mm-hmm. very well advertised. Like if you knew to Google for it, you could find it. Yeah. But it wasn't as well promoted as somebody's life, like the Rave of Thrones where Hodor was yeah. spinning a set. Charging a hundred dollars Yeah, this was free, which was awesome. All you had to do was yeah. RSVP. I got there nice and early because I had nothing much else I was doing that evening here. Um, got on the boat. It could have been more Adult Swim themed, which I'm not a big Adult Swim fan, but there was really nothing there to make it seem Adult Swim themed, but as far as something (laughs) to do, I mean, we went out on a boat, we got to look at all the sites around New York City, we saw the Intrepid, Ellis Island, Big ass Colgate Clock. Big ass (laughs) Clock, Bridges, so that was kind of cool. They had a band play, I don't know who they were, they called Run the Jewels or something. I no idea songs? who they were. Um, I mean, we were online. The guy was telling me like how they always go all out with these parties. Like I, the, the one they did for San Diego, they had Outlast format, so they always have like a secret guest and who it is. I guess this guy wasn't as um, they say Outlast, but Outcast. I think so. uh, yeah, Outlast was playing White House. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, these guys obviously were not as big as Outcast, but you know what? People were having a great time. I um, in between sets, they they were playing like uh, Queen, We Are the Champions, and Bill Withers, uh, No Sunshine. The whole boat was singing with each other, it was a good time. Holy crap, the drink's expensive. Uh, $9 for beer, $12 for mixed, which I'm not even a drinker, so it especially was like, am I really gonna spend as much on alcohol? But man, were they strong. One white Russian, I couldn't feel my face by the time I was on that third one. (laughs) The third one, the guy, I guess he didn't use as much ice as the other bartender, so the cup was only filled like maybe two thirds full. So I'm like, "Uh, why is it so empty? He grabs the vodka bottle and just, and it just fills it right up to the top. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die now. So to, to be like drunk when you're not normally drunk on a shifting around boat. Mm -hmm. That was a crazy experience with a live band playing and get to hang out with all these people. Getting to hang out with Gina, who is part of Fanboys Anonymous, but she's running the Super Sox stand, so she's Mm -hmm. not able to hang out with us too much.
3: She's on cons all over the place, so you guys can find her, God knows. Like I said, eversoxshop.com.
1: Um, and uh, what's his name? Chris from Everything Chris Action. Chris Chang from Everything Action. We, we, we go just to just everything action. Uh, Another cool guy that we didn't get a lot of time because we're both covering stuff so we're yeah. all always busy. This was a little bit of downtime to just chill. We're both um, trying to find outlets. <laughs> and it was a unique, it was a unique thing to do. You know, you don't get to go on a boat very often with some type of environment like that. That's a party with a band playing and all this. Uh, free food, they had sandwiches there which you didn't care much for. and They weren't great but I mean it was something, it was free
3: but they were passing around these weird cookies that were like bacon and potato chip uh, oh, yeah. cookies and uh, what was it chocolate chunk, uh, chocolate chunk and oh, uh, birthday cake or birthday something Birthday cake,
4: yeah.
1: yeah. So that was a really awesome experience going on that. Um, yeah, with Comic-Con, don't limit yourself just to what's inside the convention. Yeah, There's fun. other things, I mean, even just when we went back to our hotel room the one night and we hung out hot in the tub. hot tub for a while, oh, that yeah. was a fun time. That, that was, helped the Feet fond. situation.
0: It, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a bond, uh, getting in there and finding out the little dial keep going for 30 minutes. <laughs> until Told you the, it was there. Until the security guard says, all right, guys, get the hell out of the hot tub.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, but would you say that the uh, the boat was the high point, or were there any other high points in the uh,
1: convention? I mean, once again, getting to meet like, Kevin Smith and all that was yeah. a really high
0: point, um,
1: all, all those types of things. I, I guess that's what I would just tip it as a high point. I mean, this whole thing has just been a whole blast. It's just kind of a blur of awesomeness. Um, but very few low points, but I guess yeah. that's where I got to go into now. Yeah. Um, cheers for being awesome. Another joke from the- uh, Oh, under we... the boat from the, from the boat. There was one point where we started chanting,
4: booze, cruise, <laughs> booze, <"Boo's>, cruise.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then like, <laughs> I started switching over to, blues, clues, <laughs> <"Boo's, laughs> Everybody else starts getting into it, and then they're like, wait, wait when well, did the switch? There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of little moments like that. Uh, yeah. On oh, any seats on the outside, you just sit next to the circle until, I'm gonna, I can talk about that correctly. Low points though, um, unhelpful staff, uh, being cut off from the Bill Nye autograph session, even though I went there over an hour and a half early. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got cut off from the, the Lego Batman 3 where I was gonna ask that question for yeah. Stephen Amell and Kevin Smith. I was literally the next person to go up and he's like, I'm sorry, my producer just told me we're out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, not having enough money, because I just want to buy like everything. So <laughs> yeah. um, I kind of wish there was there was longer, Yeah. you know, like I'm a little tired, but you know, if I could get, if there was just more time in the day, If I could get a solid eight hours rest, I would do this for a whole week. Yeah, This has just been an absolute blast. We got
0: like half of that. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Half is being generous. Right. Um, I'd like to thank you guys for taking this time on this day. Uh, We've spent a couple hours here just chit-chatting, recapping everything we've done here at the convention. I'd like to thank you for doing this. Oh, it's fun. I like to just talk. Again, if you get a chance to experience a convention, especially on one of on the scale of Comic Con, you've heard the stories here. This is just it, it's an experience, it's something you'll talk about for years to come, and hopefully we'll go back for next year. Um, I'd like to thank Sam Lassio, Tony Mango, and Mike Hayden for being on the panel this afternoon. Make sure you check out everything that's going on at FanboysNonsense.com as well as Mega Powers Radio, and keep checking back for more New York Comic Con updates, reviews videos, there's gonna be a lot of photos, I know we were running around with cameras and pictures and stuff. And uh, thank you for stopping in. So check out everything at fanboysnotice.com.
4: Bye! Bye!
0: This is how the fanboys roll. Mm, get it? Get it? Are you Carltoning? It's not on me. to mean love by anyone. They're leaving us. They're
4: leaving us.